the bacon, breathe out the bacon. In bacon, out bacon. Time for bacon. Find delicious satisfaction with the Double Western Bacon Cheeseburger. Only at Carl's Jr. Feed your happy. Available to participate in Carl's Jr. restaurants. Price and participation may vary. How nice is the price? Five thousand. Oh, uh, it's too nice. Well, almost everything in my store is on the expensive side, sir. Yes, I realize that. But uh, can't you offer me something that isn't quite so far over on that side? Well, we do have a few inexpensive things, but still over a thousand. Oh, this is for a friend of mine, a nurse, Mary Wesley. She's the uh, practical type. I see. If I threw a thousand dollars into a present for her, she'd throw me out a twenty-story window. Well, tell me what kind of a person she is, and perhaps I can suggest something. Well, she's a simple type. Oh. Like simple people like me and uh, simple prices. Like what? <laughs> well, actually, she'd be angry if I spent more than ten cents. Ten cents? <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. You do? In this drawer here, I have just the thing for you, sir. What is that, an electric light? A diamond necklace, sir, worth, as you could probably guess, not one penny less than $10,000. I can guess. But to you, sir, the price is 10 cents. And now back to Dick Culmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friend. <laughs> The necklace is worth $10,000, but I can have it for 10 cents, did you say? Yes. You know what I mean, of course. Oh, uh, oh yes, yes, of course, but I... Uh, yeah, let me look at it. Sure. Here you are. It's certainly worth the price you ask, but I, uh, I don't have a dime on me at the moment. <laughs> Very funny. I can go to the bank and make a withdrawal, though. I'll be back in an hour. How much now? You know... Um, uh, how much is uh? <laughs> I was only joking, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh... Blackie, Boston Blackie. Uh, uh, yes, Blackie. Well, I was just going along with your joke. You realize that, of course? Oh, of course. Now, um, what else can I show you? I'm really interested in that necklace you're holding. And don't put it away. But the price is $10,000. Uh, not 10 cents? Not 10 cents. Now, um... How about a nice pair of earrings? I'm not interested in earrings because your offer of a $10,000 necklace for 10 cents keeps ringing in my ears. Hello? Hello, Louise. Yes, John? Louise, something's happened. I'm afraid I won't be home in time for dinner. Well, I understand, dear. I'm but... not fixing anything that can't wait till the last minute anyhow. Uh, but why, John? What's happened? Well, I, I can't tell you. Why? I, I just can't. I, I don't know the consequences just yet. The consequences? John, what have you done? Something awfully foolish. What? Boston Blackie was in my store this afternoon trying to buy something. Only, yes. 
Only I didn't know it was Boston Blackie until he told me who he was. Then I realized what a terrible mistake I'd made. John, you're not making one bit of sense. I know. There isn't time to explain. I have to see someone right away. Who? Oh, I can't tell you that either, but... Oh, John. Listen. Yes? There's an envelope in my desk drawer. If I'm not home by midnight tonight, get that envelope and open it. The letter inside will tell you and the police everything. But, Mr. Grant, I didn't know it was Boston Blackie until it was too late. I thought it was someone sent there to buy the stolen necklace. He gave the password when he asked for something for ten cents. When he looked surprised and didn't produce the $5,000 you want for the necklace, I covered up my mistake by saying I was just joking. At least I'm pretty sure I covered it up. I'm sure he left thinking it was a joke, but anyhow, wouldn't you have made the same mistake? No. Now I'll accept your resignation. We're not going to use you anymore. Can't afford to use people who make mistakes. You sent for me, Mr. Grant? Yes, Carter, come here. Who's the sack with the droop face? A uh, former member of our organization, Carter, John Reynolds. Oh. Mr. Reynolds, Mr. Carter. How do you do? A former member, huh? Yes. Oh, sure, sure. I get what you mean, Mr. Grant. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is it all right if I go now, Mr. Grant? Yes. Uh, You uh, said you were through with me. Yes, I am, but Carter here will show you the way out. But I know the way out. I found my way in. Well, when you're no longer a member of this organization, John, you go out another way. Yeah, this way, Reynolds. All right. Right through this door here. Thanks, Mr. Grant. Thanks a lot for not making this any worse than it is. Now where? Yeah, right down these steps into the basement. But you go first, huh? Very well. Dark down here. Isn't there some sort of light? No, I don't need a light. All I need is this gun. What gun? Yeah, that kind of goes bang, bang, like this. <laughs> now, maybe you know what Mr. Grant meant when he said you were going out a different way. <laughs> Faraday, this is one time you have no right to order me out of your office. I was in on this case before you were. I'll all you out of here. Did you get your head examined? If you expect me to believe that story about a $10,000 necklace for 10 cents, Blackie. Well, will you believe 20 cents? No, not even 30. Well, then let's start all over again at 10 cents. Because that's what I was asked to pay for the necklace, and that's why I'm in on this case. Now, why would Reynolds have offered you that necklace for a dime? And how are you sure the dead man is the same John Reynolds you talked to yesterday? Because I saw his picture in the paper this morning. Okay. That still doesn't answer my first question. About the dime, you mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Faraday, he wasn't selling me that necklace for a dime. Well, now you agree with me. No, I'm trying to explain something to you. I was joking around with Reynolds about the high prices in his store and accidentally hit on a code of some kind when I made a crack about buying something for a dime. A code for what? Well, maybe to identify myself as a buyer of stolen jewelry. Reynolds has no record as a fence. No, of course not. But you don't know all the fences in town. And the ones you do know are being watched so closely they can't operate. Well, what happened to Reynolds is no joke. And the fact that his letter is missing is no joke either. What letter? A letter he had in his house. He phoned his wife before he was killed, told her to open it, give it to the police if anything happened to him. I see. Only we can't find the letter. Well, you've really been working on this case, haven't you? No more than I work on the others. Well, that letter, missing or not, proves that Reynolds was in some kind of an illegitimate business and also that he didn't work alone. Yeah. His partners obviously killed him for his mistake. They did. 
What else did his wife tell you? Plenty. But I'm not going to tell you. You don't have to, Faraday. Why? Because I'm going to see the wife of the dead man and put some life into this case. Just a minute. Come in. Mrs. Reynolds? Yes, come on in. <laughs> you seem to be a little busy. Yes, I am. I'm looking for something. Who are you? Boston Blackie, Mrs. Reynolds. Oh, no wonder you look familiar. I thought I knew you. And I think I know what you're looking for. The letter your late husband told you to turn over to the police. Yes, I am, and I've looked everywhere for it. No, it's not in here. Where did he say it was when he found you? In the desk drawer right here. Mm-hmm. I've been looking for hours. The police looked for it, too, didn't they? Yes, they searched the house from top to bottom. Well, if the police couldn't find it, I don't think you can. No, I suppose not, but I'm going to keep on looking. Oh, it's not in here either. Oh, well, Blackie, I, I guess you want to ask me some questions. No, no, not just now. Some other time. Oh. And not so much about your husband's death as what he did for a living. He was a jeweler. Yes, I know. But was he legitimate? What? He offered me a $10,000 necklace yesterday for 10 cents. And I have a hunch why. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sure that was just a joke, Blackie. John had a very strange sense of humor. And I have a good sense of rackets, Mrs. Reynolds. Hmm? But we'll talk about that some other time. Well, goodbye, and good luck in finding the letter. Thank you. I'm going to keep on looking. And while you're looking for the letter, I'm going to be looking for his killer. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> He's gone, Mr. Grant. Yes. I thought I heard him leave. <laughs> You were right when you saw him coming up the walk. It was Boston Blackie. Well, I hope you put on a good act and made him think you're still looking for that letter. <laughs> yes. I was searching the drawers in the desk when he came in, <laughs> just as I was doing when the police got here. Good girl. <clears throat> Too bad you even had to mention the letter to the police, though. Oh, but I, I thought it was safer. Hmm? There's no telling who else John mentioned the letter to, Mr. Grant. Well, I guess you're right. Ta -ta -ta -ta. Uh... Incidentally, Mr. Grant, here is the letter. Oh, yes. Don't you think you ought to destroy it? Yes, yes, I think I will. Did you read it? Yes, I did. <laughs> Surprised an old John worked for me, too, aren't you? <laughs> well, I certainly was. <laughs> but wouldn't he have been surprised if he had ever known that while he was selling for you, his wife was stealing for you? I guess he would have been at that. <laughs> uh, where's the match? Right here on the table. Oh, yes. Thank you. <clears throat> Um, Mr. Grant, why don't you let the people working for you know each other? Well, it's much safer if they don't. If one is caught, he or she can't tell the police about the others. Yeah, that's true. Well, here goes the letter up in smoke. Hmm. I love to watch a fire burn. Don't you? Mm-hmm. And I'd like to see Boston Blackie if he could guess that letter was found and destroyed. Yes. <laughs> He'd burn, too. And now back to Boston Blackie. Jeweler John Reynolds makes the mistake of trying to sell stolen goods to Boston Blackie when Blackie jokingly asks for something for a dime, the secret password. The gang leader has Reynolds killed. Always fearing death, Reynolds kept a letter in his home which told all. So he phoned his wife to turn the letter over to the police in the event something happened to him. 
The wife, however, is also a member of the gang. Neither Blackie nor Faraday know this, and as we return to our story... They... It's open. Blackie, may I come in? Oh, yes, Miss Reynolds, of course. Thank you. I, I just have to talk to you, Blackie. Well, I'm glad you're here, because I was just about to phone you and ask you if you'd had any luck in finding that letter. No, Blackie, I haven't. But I got a phone call just a little while ago. From whom? I don't know. The man wouldn't say. But he said if I found the letter and didn't destroy it, the same thing that happened to John would happen to me. Well, you need police protection. Well. And that gives me an idea, too. Yes? We could say you had found the letter, and that would bring someone after you. Only we'd be there to see that you were safe. Oh, no, no, Blackie. I, I'd be afraid to do that. No need to be. Uh, couldn't you do something to catch the killers before they do something to me? Well, as a matter of fact, I'm working on a plan right now, Mrs. Reynolds. Yes, what? I plan to let it be known around the underworld that I'm carrying $50,000 worth of jewelry. But will that help in any way? Yes, Mrs. Reynolds. I think it will. What? But I won't tell you why until I've told you it has. <laughs> Mr. Grant, this is Louise. Oh, nothing for you today, Louise. Uh, but I have something for you. Oh? I saw Blackie and gave him the story about the threatening phone call. And? Well, he still thinks I'm looking for the letter. Good. And he has a plan he thinks will catch you. Oh, does he? Uh-huh. Did he uh, try to calm your fears by telling you his plan? <laughs> he sure did. That's certainly proof he doesn't suspect me of anything, isn't it, Mr. Grant? Certainly is. <laughs> what is his plan? Well, he has an idea John was mixed up with a jewel thief. Uh-huh. Uh, so he's going around town with $50,000 worth of jewelry. What? But first, he's going to let the underworld know in hopes he'll be held up. Stupid fellow. I thought he was more clever than that. <laughs> it certainly isn't going to get him anywhere, is it? Well, of course not. Are you sure you tricked him into telling you his plan, or did he tell you much too willingly? Oh, Mr. Grant, you know I can get anything out of anybody. Uh. Why do you ask? Because I think we might relieve Blackie of his jewelry. I think we might. Thanks for the tip, Louise. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. How long is Blackie going to be in that jewelry store, Mr. Grant? Huh? Patience, Carter. He'll be out pretty soon. Okay, okay, and I'll do what you say. But I think we're nuts. Why? He told Louise's plans. You'll know she tipped us off. Oh, no, he won't. In the first place, he fell for the phony story I sent Louise to give him. Is a threatening phone call about the letter? Mm-hmm. And besides, every mug in the city knows that Blackie is carrying 50 grand in rocks. If he was leveling with Louise and really let the word get passed around. Hey, here he comes. Good. Now, you stay back in the alley and let him pass us before you step out and hit him. All right. All right, are you ready? Yeah, okay. Now. And how? All right, quick. Grab that briefcase he dropped and let's beat it through the alley. Got it, let's go. Hmm. What was I hit with, Faraday? A pile driver? I ought to hit you with every law in the book. Against being a public nuisance and cluttering up the city sidewalks. To sue the police department for bringing me to your office. Yeah, suit yourself. I knew I wasn't in heaven, though, when I woke up and saw you. You were so right. Well, what happened to you? Who hit you? I don't know. You're supposed to be such a speedy character. Yeah. Well, why were you knocked out? Do you know that? 
Yes, for the briefcase I was carrying. The briefcase? And it was $50,000 worth of jewelry. What? You were robbed of $50,000 worth of jewelry? Yes, but I don't mind. You don't mind? No, why should I? The jewelry didn't belong to me. I borrowed it from a friend. You'll get home okay with this stuff for blankets, huh, Mr. Grant? Yeah. <clears throat> All right, put the briefcase on the table there, Card. Open it up, and let's have a look at it. Sure, sure. What a haul. Yeah. 50 grand at one time. Yeah? We've never done anything like this before. Well, that's the reason I wanted to do it. One big haul is much better than having to get one piece at a time. All right, open the briefcase, Card, huh? Sure. <laughs> Look at that stuff. Yeah. Looks like it's even worth more than 50 grand. Yeah, say, uh, look a piece of it closely here. This piece, for instance. Oh, sure beautiful. Sure worth plenty. Carter, we're going to see Louise. We are? Yes, I want to reward her for this little deal tonight. <laughs> Come on in. Thank you, Louise. Well, I, I can tell by the smile on your face that everything worked out all right. Beautifully, Louise, beautifully. I'm glad. Yes, I've come to congratulate you. <laughs> and uh, also to give you a promotion. Promotion, Mr. Grant? Well, it might be called that. A uh, change in status is another name for it. Oh. Well, I'm certainly glad to hear everything worked out. But I... Didn't expect to be given a reward. Mm-hmm. Well, I was given something I didn't expect either. Huh? Uh, come on, Carter is waiting for us outside in the car. Carter? Who's he? One of my most trusted men. Oh, but I thought you didn't want any of your workers to know each other. Well, your acquaintance with this member of my company won't be for very long. Mr. Grant, I... there's something about the look on your face that I don't like. There's something about what you tried to do to us this afternoon that I don't like. In fact, I don't like any part of it. Any part of what? I thought you said... You didn't think anything. You knew it. I what? sent you to Blackie to talk him into giving away any plans that he might have. <laughs> and instead, you double-crossed us. You turned to him. Tried to get rid of us by making us walk into a trap. Well, Mr. Grant, I didn't. I told you just what Blackie told me. And you got $50,000 in jewels out of it, didn't you? Phony jewels, Louise. Phony? Only when Carter and I get you out in the country, the bullet he puts into you is going to be real. <laughs> Crazy ideas. Uh, don't get so far behind that car, you lose it, Matthews. Well, we've got to keep back or they'll know they're being followed, Inspector Faraday. All right. I wish we could use lights. It's black tonight. That's good. It's just as tough for them. Hey, don't get so far behind. Oh, Where are they? Okay. Well, we'll spot them uh, around that corner up there. Gee, they're sure going way out in the country, aren't they? Yeah. If this doesn't get results, Blackie better leave the country. Yeah. I don't know why I listen to him. His schemes are as phony as those jewels he had stolen from him. Hey, we're around the corner, and where's that car? Fine, we've lost it completely. There are six roads off this junction. What? Pull over to the side. Yes, sir. I don't see any taillight down the roads on this side. There wasn't one on the roads off this side of the highway, either. Oh, Blackie's going to be sore about this. He's going to be sore. Blackie's going to be sore. I'm sore at Blackie. Where is he? Talks me into this, then he doesn't show up. He'll show up somewhere, Inspector. But will it be at the right place at the right time? 
How's this for a place, Mr. Grant? In those woods there. Good. Pull over. Mr. Grant, please. Please. I, I, I didn't know Blackie was carrying phony jewelry. He told me it was real. Shut up, Louise. I'll have a quiet in a minute, Mr. Grant. Hey, no, you let go. Come on out here, sister. No. It'll be all over in a second. Uh, please, uh, please, Mr. Grant, I let you kill my husband and get away with it. And I gave you the letter he wanted me to turn over to the police. She's hard to pull out of the car, Mr. Grant. Huh? Give her a shove. No. All right. No, no. Uh. Thanks, Mr. Grant. That did it. Now, come with me, baby, because if you don't, I'll drag you. All right, hurry up, Carter. We don't want to be parked here too long. Why, are you afraid you'll get a ticket? Who's that? Oh, Blackie, Blackie. It's Blackie. Yes, and a little uncomfortable from riding on the rear bumper of your car. Carter, stop him. No, stop Carter, him. stop that. Oh, why, oh. why, I'll fix you. Oh, yes. Blackie, look out. <laughs> Grant, you're next. Well, I think you've got the picture wrong, Blackie. You're next. Here it is, Grant. Oh. oh. See, Blackie, I told you I was afraid of this ever since that threatening phone call. Drop the act, Mrs. Reynolds. What? From the time I saw you pretending to look for your husband's letter after the police had searched your house, I knew you'd soon be getting your mail care of state prison. Oh, stop that so-called singing, Blackie. Don't you know any words? The words Grant and Connor and Mrs. Reynolds used when they sang to you were lyrics enough for one day, Faraday. Mm-hmm. Proud of me, aren't you? No. You're proud enough of yourself for both of us. Oh, I wasn't really so smart yeah, now. But lucky. Grant and Mrs. Reynolds were just dumb. Yeah. I suspected her of hiding or destroying her husband's letter when she was still looking for it after the police failed to find it. Thanks. You'll admit the police do a pretty thorough job, don't you? Yes, I've always admired the police enough to stay on their side. You admire us enough to want us to work on your murder, too? I wasn't ever in any danger of being murdered, Faraday. Just robbed. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Grant said he felt safe in grabbing those jewels from you after you told Mrs. Reynolds your plan, because you also let the word get around the underworld. Well, that's where he was wrong, Faraday. I didn't tell anyone but Mrs. Reynolds. I was hoping to grab them when they held me up, but... Well, I guess Carter was just too fast for me. Mm, there was a time when nobody was too fast for you, Blackie. What's the matter? You slowing up? Maybe so. But I'm still showing up every criminal in town, clever or otherwise. If you ask me, Grant was otherwise. Oh, I don't know. His method of getting rid of stolen jewelry was pretty clever. Agreed. An out-of-town buyer would go to Reynolds, say, what do you have for ten cents? And then for five thousand, he'd get a piece of jewelry worth ten. Yeah. Grant was so smart, he's going to spend the rest of his life in jail. Yes, it's, uh, it's kind of cute, really. Cute? Grant's password was ten cents, and now his life isn't worth a dime. There's no community like a Cenex community. And that's why every Cenex store is so proud to serve theirs, by supporting local athletic teams, promoting the arts, and making sure each store is a place its neighbors can find what they need, catch up with their friends, and stay connected. It's also why we give back helping to make the wonderful places we call home the best they can be. Your local Cenex doesn't just work in your town, it lives there. The store next door, powered locally at Cenex. Cenex.